You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, I just want to tell you that uh, CarCast is brought to you by Dodge. It's Dodge Performance Days where we celebrate speed, power, and performance. And that new car smell gets replaced by the scent of burnt rubber. Check out the Dodge Charger with its available best-in-class 485 horsepower. We have a fun new show today. Uh, we got Goldberg calling in, and he's going to tell us about uh, updates on his on his Cobra project, his crazy NASCAR powered uh, 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 Cobra project, um, which is great. And then we're going to tell you about some uh, uh, some events we've got, live events that are coming up, and then we'll get in a little bit of a hypercar talk. Maybe it's supercar talk. We'll figure that out. Um, but that's uh, coming up real soon. As soon as I tell you about. Uh, continental. If you think of all the weird things that you find in cars, and I'm not just talking about French fries or melted crayons, I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre trinkets, stuff that really makes you wonder about folks. Well, another thing that you'll that'll make you wonder, but in a good way, are these Continental belts. I bet you didn't know that they're OE in millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. And Continental has launched their aftermarket multi-V belt with this OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series of belts. They're fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. So Continental's OE technology series multi-V belt, check them out. It's the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, go to oetechnologyseries.com. All right, let's hit it. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the Motorator D'Andre, with Bill Goldberg calling in. We've got some great fun updates on car projects, and uh, and I want to get in a little bit about supercars or hypercars. I don't know when they changed name, and I don't know if it's it's like when did the supercar become the hypercar? You know, and then is when the they hi- started adding adding uh, uh, electrification to the motors. I think. Maybe, or is it maybe when? Cars like Demons and GT350s became as fast as supercars. They became the supercars, and now anything over like a million bucks has to be a hypercar. You know, because it's like uh... it's. I guess, I guess at this point, it's up to interpretation. But we, I actually had that conversation the other day with somebody. Yeah, and uh, it's it's amazing how many quote unquote supercars there are now. And so I guess to differentiate themselves with a supercar. They, you know, there there has to be another class. So who's to say that there that you can't make one up? Yeah, it's interesting because we have so many extreme cars. We have super sedans and sports cars that are, you know, like are arguably, let's say a Cadillac CTSV. That car is badass and it, and it's really fast. Is it a supercar because of how fast no. it is? Is it a supercar? Uh, because is it not a supercar because it's a hundred grand? I don't think a red eye is a supercar. I don't think a, a demon's a supercar. It's I think supercars are I think supercars have to do with there ha there there's a there's a European influence to the moniker, I believe. You know? Yeah. So I don't so you think? I, I I I yeah, I guess so. Yeah. There is. Now we don't Maybe have... because that's what what we've always been used to. Right. It and in our world here, we have what we have. We had like the Celine S7 supercar. Maybe that's hypercar territory. 
Uh, I believe we have the SSC. Is it the Shelby SSC? No affiliation with the yeah. actual Shelby, but they had the SSC. Those are the American ones. Hennessy is doing a thing um, uh, as well with his. We'll get into that. Uh, uh, but then again, it's like, hey, the Tesla Roadster that we talked about before and Adam and I did on the other show, it's like that car is claiming to be – Zero to 60 in like 1.9 seconds or something like two seconds and 250 mile an hour top speed. That seems like hypercar numbers, but is it considered that? I don't think it is considered supercar or hypercar. It's just. I want to get people's definitions of these. I want to, I want yeah. to see what people, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be all across the board, but or, I'd or, like to hear from everybody. And, and, and all right. So here, that, cause, cause here's a good I'm question curious. is what do you guys say is the difference between supercar and hypercar? And the follow-up question is, do you even care? <laughs> is it the same or do you care? Like, do we care if we call it hypercar or supercar? And it, it, do we need to differentiate or or not? If there's – look, if there's a, a, a written-down version of, of – you know, a definition of those, then, then let me know because I didn't Google. Hey man, I think a, I think a hypercar <laughs> is a Ferrari with, you know, a hybrid, you know, system and it's over 1100 horsepower. I mean, okay. You know, I, I think that immediately puts it in the hypercar field. That's just, and I, I think what differentiates it is the, is the, the adding, you know, of the, some, uh, some electrification. Yeah, so it's got to have yeah. some sort of electrification. Electrification. So, all right. Well, that's going to be an interesting thing because uh, Hennessy has their F five Venom that uh, they're going to be talking about, and that does not have any electrification to it. So, um, however, there is another point about that car that I will bring up in a minute as far as setting world records. Um, who determines the world? Well, I could just do it right now. Is the Guinness Book of World Records has cars listed for the fastest car, not quickest, not zero to sixty. They have it listed for the the top speed, and you know Koenigsegg and Bugatti and Hennessy and and they're all going after this. But Guinness defines the record of fastest production car, meaning having built thirty vehicles. Built and I guess sold thirty vehicles or more, and and the uh, the Hennessy. What was the previous one? The new one's the Venom F five. What was the other one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot the one. But you know the one I'm talking about. The Aerosmith guy had one. It was that Barry Jackson. From what I understand, they actually only built twenty nine of those. They only ended up building twenty nine, so we didn't qualify for thirty anyway. And the new Venom F five. I believe they're only going to build twenty five of. So yeah, but see, here's the deal. Really nowadays, the nowadays, all you have to do to get in the in the record books is to to rede- redefine the amount of cars. You know, it's like a statistic. You know, yeah. the, this this guy's the first left-handed pitcher that's over six foot seven that threw you know this many fastballs in this inning, and you know you can break it down and give analytics to anything now. And what people are doing is people are 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 superseding. You know boundaries by developing, you know uh, uh, the the qualifications by changing the qualifications and therefore putting themselves on top. I, I, you know yeah. when did that become a thing? Yeah, it's actually that's actually funny. That actually brings up a good point because um, uh, it, we see this actually a lot in the muscle car world, and it's so easy for us to just sort of 
buy into it. But when you're watching just like like a big like Barrett Jackson auction on TV and you're seeing so many cars come across and and talk to the guys, there's hundreds and hundreds of cars there and you're like, hey, your Mustang looks just like this guy's Mustang. And you're like, yeah, but mine was the only one that came with a 308 gear and the C4 transmission and the rally pack gauges, but without the rally pack. And I was like, all right, so you're kind of making it one of one, but but that was that was different. That's not that's apples to oranges, I think, because that was back in the day when it wasn't purposely done, right? right? And but also now it's purposely done so that it, it is can differentiate done. Right. itself between the other the other vehicles. That's actually a very good differentiator. Is is back then it wasn't purposely done to be unique. It was done because somebody gave them an option sheet and they said, hey, for $7 I could add a tag. It was done because only one one moron wanted a a Panther pink convertible Hemi car. Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) because only one guy wanted it. He wanted to be that guy that has the only one. Yeah. Only only, uh, only one person wanted it. uh, It's funny because Brad Fanshawe, my my co-host on Shift and Steer, we had this conversation. He's got a buddy down... uh, in Orange County, he's got a Lamborghini Aventador SV, and uh, and it has the giant SV on the side. And when he bought it, they said, "We promise you, you will have the only white SV with the SV graphic on the side." And he's like, "Great, yeah, right. I'll take it. I'll take it." Right when he gets it, they go to like a Cars and Coffee event. Brad's with them. Right when he pulls up, there's another white one with an SV on the side. And he goes, what the hell? And he talked to the guy. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, yours is the only one with SV stickers. His is painted on. <laughs> and he's like, he, he's like, you know, the stickers are like $18,000, right? Like, why wouldn't I just get the painted version? And why would you tell me there's a white one with the SV? On the, and you cannot tell the difference. You have to go up and rub your finger on it to see the difference between well, the painted it's, version. It's, it's like, he was it's so like pissed. the demon. Or it's like the challenger, right? Why buy? Well, I can't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not. I'm not I, we're going to lose our Dodge sponsorship, so forget it. We'll Listen, just pass over that one. It can't all be. There's some flaws in the system. Everybody knows that, and Dodge should know about it. So, uh, yeah. Well, they they do, but people don't think to wrap things as opposed to getting blackout packages. But anyway, right, uh, right. But uh, anyway, he was he was definitely irked a little bit when he rolled into his first event and the same exact car was there when he was promised there wasn't another one. <laughs> oh, God, I can imagine. I, I'm telling you, man, you got to do the research on your own. Don't just uh, trust the salesman's word for it. You know. Um, anyway, so speaking of cars, well, first let me tell you guys about Geico. Uh, everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning, you pick up some milk. Now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. By the way, thanks, Geico. They've been around for a long time with us. Years, I feel like. Love that about them. Thank you. Very nice. Um. All right, so they know, uh, they know a good partner when they see one. I sure hope so because uh, we try to be. Um, I was uh, you and I uh, didn't get a chance to, to chat too much this week. Everybody's been busy running around, but um, 
but I follow, I was looking at your social media, and I was looking at our buddy, Mr. Clutch, over at uh, over at Center Force, and uh, he posted some videos, and um, let's do the little update. You have your Cobra, your uh, Cobra replica, I, I, I guess, but but the crazy engine that's in it, uh, the NASCAR engine or something you have in it. Well, you and I went for a ride, and actually, you guys can go back years ago to a web series um, I hosted for GQ magazine called Car Collectors. There's two videos up there with uh, with Bill. One is like just a, like a fun kind of funny Q and A with uh, you, like five questions or something with you, and then one we we take a look at a few cars. Um, and then we go for a ride in the Cobra and we get some donuts done and stuff. And then I don't think in the video is when the cop pulled us over. And but they were super nice and they're like, "Oh, it's Bill. <laughs> it's just Bill." Waited, waited, wait to tease the video. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that but lady was it. watching us, man, from the from the bird tower. I just, I just didn't get that. Like, remember that? Like this woman was like on her porch, but it's like at the top of a hill, like a mile away. She's like, "These hooligans are out there making noise." Like. I don't know. It was just it was a fun it, it video was, to do. It was the Cobra. That's kind of a straight price, you know. Yeah, yeah. That oh, was listen, it, cheesy. Ever. It was good and it was loud and it's fun. You should see the video and you can see a peek into uh, more of uh, of Bill's collections. Um, not just late model Dodge cars. There's an old That's Dodge true. car, and uh, oh, and I think we even might have talked about a Mustang in there as well but check it out but uh don't judge me on my hosting skills because it was many years ago so um just judge me on my judge me on my smile that was it but anyways you guys can go check that out so tell us first tell us what the cobra is and then tell us what uh what our buddy did well well, i can make an extremely long story short when Mm -hmm. i was uh living in dawsonville georgia uh there was a a guy named Awesome Bill from Dawsonville, and that wasn't me. It was uh, <laughs> Bill Elliott. And his shop and his brother's shop was right down the road from my house. And I would, uh, I was fortunate enough to befriend the, the guys. They were great dudes, and I'd fly to races with them. And, you know, I, I'd drive cars on their runway because they'd use it as a, as a testing ground, you know, for their motors and their projects that they were doing. And Ernie was an engine builder that was building, you know, motors for i don't know a quarter of the guys in nascar at the time i don't know the real number but a, a number of them and uh he did a deal with Superformance, and um i think he did 10 of these cobras and he was stuffing some nascar motors in them and uh so i uh, tony pendleton from the braves got one and there's a famous story about Ernie or about Bill. Take I, I, I drove my motorcycle up to Blairsville, where Bill's house was at the time, and uh, he took me for a ride in his Cobra, and it was it was a red one, and uh, he had this his son with him, and it was Chase, hmm. and he had he was no more than four or five years old. I've told I might have told the story before, but um uh. It, it, at the end of the day, number one, <laughs> um, I almost shit my pants and Chase didn't have a seatbelt on and couldn't have had a bigger smile on his face. <laughs> I'm and sure. when we got back, when we got back to the shop, Ernie said, how'd you like it? And I said, I love it. And he goes, I want, and I said, I want one. And he goes, what color? And I said, black. And he rolled up the, 
garage door and there was one he built for himself that he just that he sold me on site so um <laughs> and what uh what engine a, is in it it's a it's a it's a it's a cup motor you know it's a i think 348 displacement yeah maybe um, 358 it's it's pushing 358 it's pushing it's not detuned so it's pushing a little over 800 it's, a, and, it's I, and i mean it, it's an absolute death trap. This vehicle. It's a. It's scary. It's like putting a. Yeah. It's a. I. 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 The best analogy is one of those flat speed boats. You know the drag boats. That's yeah. the only way I can describe it because it's not an updated uh, uh, brake system. It's not an updated suspension. It's not. It's not the best aero car. And my head sticks over the. My shoulders stick over the windshield, for God's sake. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just an absolute toy. It's a killer toy to have. You know, who's got a, a little Cobra that's got an Ernie Elliott motor in it? Yeah. Um, and so, it's, it, it weighs nothing. and uh, Nothing. And yeah, it's, it's just so all motor. Stupidly dangerous. It's just, it's, it's crazy, but it's fun to run, to run in. And uh, you're right, though. It is loud and it's scary. And uh, you know, I it's actually good that it's a little roadster because once, like, if you can put a top on it and roll up the windows, if it was a muscle car, you'd probably feel more confident than you probably should be in that car. The sensation was, of speed. If it was not a little roadster, I would look like the Pope mobile <laughs> driving around in that thing because my head sticks up so high. Yeah, there's. The the gurney bubble wouldn't even fit. It would be it would no. be a gurney cone of some sort. No, it wouldn't even not even close. <laughs> It'd be like trying to put the put the top up on the XKE that I owned that I never that I never drove. Yeah, because I couldn't fit in it. Who's that musician guy? Buckethead. I feel like Buckethead's a, a guitar player. Did he play for uh, Axl Rose? Did his band and he had a guy named Buckethead. I feel like you'd look like Buckethead. <laughs> if you wouldn't yeah, have a man, gurney I'd bubble, like you'd I have would, a you'd I look, look like, like I was wearing the car as an <laughs> Iron Man suit. Yeah. Chris is telling me yes, Buckethead's a real guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to make sure I didn't make that up. I wasn't sure if it was Buckethead or so, Canhead so or whatever. The guy the the kid the guy the British guy, the long haired dreadlock guy, Magnus Magnus, yeah, uh, the Magnus Por- Walker, Porsche the guy. Porsche guy. When he when he did his pilot, he did it with me over at the house. Yeah, and we took that that Cobra down the the drag strip. Yeah, and yeah it yeah. was a it was right down the ho- the road from the house, and it was wet. And he had never driven the car before, and I was terrified because I was in the passenger seat. <laughs> but my only my only caveat was that. Frickin' Will Beatty hadn't picked up picked up the car for two years, and so the clutch was out in it. Yeah. So I could, he couldn't he couldn't be using that much power, right? So yeah, so it would know, be slipping if you really saving, got on that it. That was my yeah. saving grace. That That's he didn't it. Kill me. It adds a level of safety to it. I I like uh, I I like Magnus Walker. I I describe him as he looks like Rob Zombie, but he talks like Harry Potter. 
Exactly. That's a good one. Um, so Will Beatty is Mr. Clutch. He's our buddy over at Center Force Clutches. Um, uh, we friend for years. Of, of I every time I go out to SEMA, I try to get an interview with him, and uh, he's helped me out with uh, with with my cars as well and uh, the Mustangs and stuff. Every, anything he, you need, man, he's always there. Um, he's great. He's he's the other uh, Richard Waitus of the automotive world, right? He's always there to help out a, a, a hand, and uh, and those yeah. two guys are great, and those two guys are buddies as well. And um, so finally, after us uh, even hitting the podcast last year, saying car needs a clutch, needs a clutch, needs a clutch. Finally, um, the <laughs> car gets uh, sent out to. Where are they? Like Prescott, Flagstaff, something? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets sent out. The clutch was the only issue. Then you know they 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 install the clutch. Then the speed cable. There's no room for the speedometer cable. It was completely eaten up mm. and burnt in the location that it was, and so it needs to be altered. So there's still no speedo cable. So that was the first issue. Then it been it been sitting for so long. The carburetor was leaking like a sieve yeah so they had to redo the whole carburetor yeah and then will takes it out right before they load it up and um you know unbeknownst to me for that moron driving my car no he can drive it anytime (laughs) he's a good dude i uh, trust him with it yeah absolutely no he's got to test the clutch out and thank god he did because he heard a clunk and you know we thought it was the locker i had think had thought it was you know, for about a year. Yeah. And I, so I didn't, it's because it only happened when, you know, the car was going very slowly and it was, you know, the wheels turned, you know, excessively and it was going in reverse. So anyway, so it, it happened to him, you know, in a different situation. And then he, I think he got on it a little bit and, uh, it started spinning. <laughs> so the rear end blew out on him. So it was they took it apart. And the, yeah. the gears were just the gears were just chewed up. So they were they ended up replacing. They ended up getting the jag rear end, replacing the rear end, sending the gears out. <laughs> the guy here in Riverside, who I'm going to start dealing with, who does work for Superformance, ironically, and is right up the road. Yeah, and uh, so it became, you know, uh, 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 it became a Mark Warman project, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah, um, you know, so. Hey, people, don't be afraid when I give you a car. It's not always turning out like this, but let's just say it went in for a clutch and it came out with, you know, four or five things rectified. I, you know, oh, I, the, oh the, rear, the rear brakes didn't work because there was no fluid. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's just like one thing after another. And so then he's up in, in Fontana and then Will Wood's there. And then, you know, Will Wood's working with Superformance with the new brake package and yeah, yeah, so then, that's good. You know, so all all that stuff works. Out. So now it's going to get all worked out. It's funny because uh, we we are we rely on and so grateful for guys like like uh, like Will Beatty and uh, and uh, Richard Waitis over at Magnaflow as well because I you know I've taken uh, I've taken my BMW down there and I was like oh I don't want this stuff the cats were cut off and it's you know it's too hot and blah 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 and it's not making the right noises. And and I if know if they didn't connect the dots, we'd never get shit done. Th- this is period, it. It's like I know in in my head, I'm always like, let me just take it down there. You swap on an exhaust. We'll go get lunch. It'll be done by time you know uh, we get back from lunch. And it never works that way. And uh, and they know that. 
<laughs> so they know it never works that way and they never want to tell us that but this is all the shit that piles up on these cars and this stuff happens i took the bmw down there and the guy was was working on it his crew was working on it like as we got for, closer to the engine we saw a crack here and then we saw this was wasn't right and this wasn't right and the the o2 sensors are melted and the wires are melted we got to get new ones and we got to have to order them and then it ended up taking a week to get the car done you know i had to like drive home and 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 back and it's just like if this is every time we reach out to these guys go hey man we need a clutch we need this and they're hesitant they're like we're gonna get you on the list we got to get you in the queue i'm like yeah it's just gonna take a few minutes be on and off in an hour you can put it in an hour they know they don't want to tell us they're too sweet but they know it's never going to take that because something else is broken and they're too nice to not address it (laughs) So every time we take cars to these guys, and uh, I feel bad for them, but um, uh, they come back. And but we don't like, do we, it. On, we don't necessarily do it on purpose. It's not on we purpose. Really I had no idea. We and, don't you know, know. That's why I feel so guilty about it. You know? Listen, it, when that car was built, it had all that power, and I'm sure you chewed up the rear end. And then as it ate that clutch away, the rear end was fine because you kept slipping the clutch and burning the clutch and whatever. You know, like it was. It was dying and that's why magnus walker couldn't go you couldn't kill you guys in it because if it had clutch in it it would be blowing up the rear end i'd, I'd be dead yeah. yeah and you'd be dead because there was no brakes and the rear end would have blown up you know so yep. it's as soon as you fix one thing it starts to show the weak links and everything else so you got to get all of these things addressed and uh, uh i was doing that and i was building my uh my red mustang i was just going through all the the brakes and the suspension Every time I did something, I was like, oh, I'm going with the big bear brakes. I got big 14-inch rotor, six-piston calipers. And then I said, okay, now what's going to be the next weak link? And I was like, oh, let's look at control uh-huh. arms. And then it's like, let's look at master cylinder. And then on those Mustangs, okay, there's it's – a, it's a live axle, right? So if you think about this, four corners, the four corners have the rubber line – that goes basically from, you know, under the fender of the chassis to the brake caliper so the suspension can move and the rubber line can go up and down. It's very easy to buy steel braided lines for the four corners, okay? So I did that. And then that hooked up to stainless steel hard lines that I put through the entire car, and those went directly to the master cylinder. Uh, so now I'm thinking to myself, I've got six piston bears on all four corners. I've got steel braided lines on all four corners. I got stainless steel hard lines. Okay. But at the back of the car, above the rear uh, uh, axle, above the pumpkin there, because it's a live axle, there's another rubber hose that goes from the hard line to the live axle so it can move and go up and down. And I kept staring at that thing going, this is the line that's going to break because everything else is steel braided or stainless steel hard lines. Now I've got a factory rubber line. This is the one that's going to swell up and pop. (laughs) So uh, I searched all over and I found one company, an aftermarket company, not even a brake company, just a road racing company. And they made a kit for us a, a piece of steel braided line to match the rest. And I was like, that's what I want. I just searched. I was like, there's going to be a weak link somewhere. 
and I just went through and just kind of found out where it is. Now, hopefully, once I get the car running, everything's going to be great. Like right now, we actually do have the brakes all dialed in. Uh, they're all spaced correctly, and uh, and there's fluid in them, and they're pumped the brakes, and the pressure is fantastic, and it's got the new bare brakes, master cylinder. It's got the proportioning valve on it. Um, so I'm hoping when it sees some track days, there's no longer a weak link. But I'm telling you, that little piece of rubber hose – you would never even think about. It. You don't get under there when you take the wheels off up on a on a lift or something. You never even see it up there. It's hard to see. It's always covered in grease. You never know. And I was like, as I redid everything, I was like, this is going to be a weak link. And that's the, that's the same case with any of these things. You do the clutch, and then what? Where? How's the transmission? How's the U joints? How's the drive shaft? How's the rear end? It's like, <laughs> it's how are the axles? At some point, when you're putting 800 plus horsepower to the down down and you've got a brand new clutch it's putting it all it's stressing everything price we pay for, for horsepower that's right so uh anyway that being said you got it back did you drive it uh i i i Just, my shoulder hurts a tiny bit right now <laughs> and um you know it's yeah. kind of hard for me to shift that car a little bit it's it's hard enough for me to pour myself in there yeah um you know the, the manual steering, and yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little weeny at this point. Right now, I'm still kind of recovering from my uh, shocking display of uh, inability to do my former job over in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I gotta uh, heal it up. How's Wanda, by the way? She has all ten fingers oh, and toes. She's fine. She's still got them, and yeah, yeah, she's doing great. You know, she she leaves town. You know, two very uh, accident prone people together. She leaves town, and did you see my post on my uh, personal Instagram? <laughs> uh, which one? Maybe I, I don't know if I saw it. The one where guys... the one where I put my Kubota on its roof. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, your your yeah. tractor out there. If you guys missed the show last week, Wanda also was in an injury. I don't know. If so, uh, did she fall off a horse or doing something with the horse and got a bunch of stitches? No, in she was just doing, doing a normal normal on everyday the task out with the horses and a. A uh, bungee cord gets caught from the horse's halter to her finger and proceeds to, you know, she proceeds to get 23 stitches. So, Jeez. Yeah, I saw your tractor upside down. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was it? And, and you're wondering yeah. why your shoulder still hurts? <laughs> well, did- no. Hey, man, here's the deal. I grew up in Oklahoma, so I have uh, experience riding horses. And I, I've had to jettison off of one or two of them in the past. and. I, I I seem to believe that I have a bit of foreshadowing left in my tiny little brain, and so um, you know it's it's like predicting a curveball. You know when you're batting, um, I I, I kind of knew it was going to happen. The, the weight was distributed a little improperly, and uh, yeah, I, I went pot over cattle. It was it, it sucked, and but you know you you jumped I, I ran, off. I you you jumped off like you were playing chicken, like in the movie Footloose. Oh, you got it. It was kind of like musical chairs, but it was musical tractors. It's a big tractor. How are you going to flip it back over? You got to get a truck out there and some ropes? It's a big tractor. I'll take a picture and put another post up next to the tractor that pulled it out. It didn't actually pull it out. It lifted it up and righted itself and then yeah. placed it back down. I got to... Uh, I've got, fortunately, friends in high places that have have done certain things in their uh, 
line of work. And, and, and I, I do have a guy who life is uh, working with big machines like this. And yes, he has flipped the machine before. So immediately when I did it, um, I reached out to him and it's like any other guy in the car world. You know, if you, if, if you break down, then you know who to call. Yeah, and uh, I'll be damned if we didn't have a skip loader driving up to my house, you know, at eight thirty <laughs> last night, and at six thirty this morning we got it, uh, we got it uprighted. So, you know, just I'm keep my fingers crossed that that uh, Kubota motor is going to be fine after it righted itself and everything drains back to where it should be. Yeah, but yeah, Get it man, going again. Uh, thank God it, it was a harrowing experience. It's a little like funny I said, though. Don't don't let one experience <laughs> like that, you know, uh, dictate what happens the rest of the week because. It- I knew I knew that I had a guy, you know. Yeah, and you got yeah, that yeah. guy, Richard Wade. is that guy. Will Beatty's that guy. If yeah. You didn't have that guy in the car world. It'd be a lot different. So, if only you had a truck with a crate engine, you could have pulled it over, Mark Warman. Oh, it's not done yet. <laughs> Man, he's got it. He's got another issue. The drive shaft now not mating. It's you know. I just I feel so bad for him, man. I mean, it's not a Chris Jacobs. You know, what was it? What did he put it in a '69 satellite or something? Yeah, yeah. For the GTX, um, it's just not a plug and play it's like not that. A plug and you play know, play. after all the all the alterations and fabrications and Christ, I feel so bad for him. It's just out of his league. It's not out of his league as far as knowledge to to do get the work done, but it's not what he works on. So. Yeah, I just feel bad asking him to take time away from what he's doing, but that's what friends are for, and. You know, hey, you should have started a year ago. He would have known back then. I don't well, know. It's, <laughs> I don't it's know. custom. It's a custom project. It's custom. He's got to do custom work. This isn't an easy deal. But uh, uh, I told him of, if it was any consolation, the pictures look great. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, you'll get it. You're good at this. This is what you do. Um, anyway, speaking of Warman and Dodge, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dodge. There's no better time to celebrate speed, power, and performance than during Dodge Performance Days. So hurry in and replace that new car smell with the scent of burnt rubber. Or tipped over tractors, apparently. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, yeah, or oh, speaking of toys, burnt oil. Oh, yeah. Speaking Jesus of Christ. new toys, we got, uh, we got a forklift. We got a forklift over the shop. Our guy at the shop is, is always on like these crazy little like local auction sites and like police auctions and stuff. This wasn't a police auction, but he's constantly looking at that stuff. And he's like, we need a new, we need another forklift. We finally need like a forklift. If you guys listened to CarCast a while ago and Adam and I were talking about, we spent, I don't know, however long uh, getting the Camel GT pace car up on the big podium. We had to like build the racks and put jacks under them, or the ramps and put jacks under them so they don't bend up. And, uh, the way we got it up there last time is we had the forklift, and but we borrowed a forklift from the neighbor, and the neighbor moved away, so we didn't have one. And uh, finally, you know, we we found one, uh, uh, pretty good deal. Um, and he just he just got it over there, and he's you know oh, going everyone through needs it. A forklift, huh? Everyone needs a forklift. Oh my gosh, this is good. This is the best thing in the world. It's it's extra heavy duty. Um, 
It's uh, it's it's pretty new. It was always stored inside. You know, it's got a couple little bumps on it, like every forklift should. But uh, maybe he flipped it like I did. I don't. I hope not. I don't think he did. But um, but he's he got it, and he wants to like just quickly go through and make sure everything's running the way it's supposed to, and it all works out good. But uh, but we I went over there today, and it's sitting out in the parking lot, and they kind of got it apart. And I don't know why, but I was like, ooh, sweet forklift. <laughs> I was like, tell him to pick up. Tell him to pick up the dumpster. Put it as hot. Put it at the apex of of the of the uh, of the rack, and yep. then go about five miles an hour and go left and right as fast as possible. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm telling you, we've 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 already done some pretty and, and video. Oh, we've done some pretty scary things, and we're going to be moving to a, a new shop. And uh, we were talking about it. It's like, we need to stack up canisters and cut holes in them and put cars in them. And we're like, yeah, but how are you going to do that? He's like, forklifts. I'm like, great. Let's go buy a forklift. So I was, I remember having this it's conversation. Like oh, my gosh. It, I had this conversation with Adam. And I said, hey, in the new place, we can get these three high stacker lifts, but they're 25 grand a piece. I said, or we can buy six canisters for like for like 1500 a piece and save a bunch of money. But also we need to buy a forklift. And and then we're going to modify it. He's like, eh, let's go with the forklift idea. It sounds more fun. I was like, nice. <laughs> so uh, awesome. uh, we're going to be job. we're going to be building that out. And now we've got a cool forklift uh, uh, to play around with, which is good. It makes things easier. Um, uh, so the other update is uh, uh, Speedcore. So um, we guys gave you the the. the Many episodes we talked about. You sent your uh, your your Hellcat out to Speedcore in Wisconsin, I believe. Wisconsin. They did a carbon fiber body package on it. They pumped up the horsepower a little bit. You did the great Hoonigan video and uh, and tore it up. And then when you came home, you said, "Hey, I saw a cool roll cage at your place. I want one of those." And then you said. Are you doing any Dodge Charger parts? And they said, "Yes, sir, we are." And you said, "Great, I want those too." <laughs> so, what's what's the status? You've got uh, well, the, the deal is is that there's a big music festival up uh, in in Milwaukee this weekend, and um, I'm going to make an appearance up there. And it just so happens that Speedcore, I think they have a display out at, at the uh, at the music fest. Mm. And um, at the same time, I'm going to go over and, and tour the tour the, the complex, the shop, and get to see my beautiful Challenger, and um, you know, talk to them specifically about what needs to be done to that, and then go into the next um, little project that I'm doing with him. Um, I don't know how much we went into it last week, but. Um, I'm going to do to that charger, which is the first charger, what I did with my first challenger. I'm going to wide body it. I'm going to carbon fiber it. Um, as far as the motor is concerned, it's going to make everything that I've got and everything that he's done look like nothing. I told him that I wanted, you know, something that stands out and something I could, something that people aren't going to be able to catch up to for a while. So, um, the word demon came into play. So, we know that there's a lot of room left in those motors. Yeah. And so I think, I think we're playing around with one. Or I know they're playing around with one right now and that's, what's going to go in the charger and it's going to wide body be wide body. And it's going to be carbon fiber and it's going to be bad to the freaking bone. I cannot wait to get that car and we might all wheel drive it. You know? 
Oh. So my my vis- my visit up there is going to be to pretty much break down what we need to do with that car because it's uh, it, it's it's going to serve a purpose, like yeah. I said, and I, I can't wait to build that thing. All-wheel drive would be an interesting task, although we know there are all-wheel drive chargers because we talk about that here all the time. Yeah, like I said, Speedcore's got a, a conversion kit that makes all all new generation chargers yeah. and challengers all-wheel so drive. We we know we talked to guys about the uh about the Trackhawk and that all-wheel drive system handles a crap ton of horsepower. Um, and I'm curious about the charger, if it's a similar – I don't know what's in the charger as far as getting it all-wheel drive. Is it just a slammed track hawk? That would be fantastic. Um, I feel like it's probably not. Um, so uh, I'd be interested to get uh, get some information from those guys about how is it done. Or do they make their own um, system? Two, you said they two, have a conversion two, two kit. You'll, but, you'll know. Yeah, is there a conversion kit, uh, uh, Mopar and Dodge parts, or are they having to make some of their own parts and things like that? Um, maybe they can. Up- I think they're making. I think they made some of their own parts. I'm, I'm sure not, they're not, updating uh, half shafts and things like that, and drive shafts and whatnot. So, uh, uh, ooh, could be interesting. Could it's you imagine wide body charger? Let's say 1,300 horsepower and all wheel drive. It's going to be sick. It's going to be a completely different category. So. And, um, and it, it might be it might be hypercar worthy. I don't know. It could be hypercar worthy. <laughs> uh, and then if if that drivetrain is really beefy, I mean, you could probably hit up your buddies at Nitto, put like NTO fives or drag radials in all four corners. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're rumor is we're having tires built for it, oh. so it's gonna they're gonna be the widest tires, you know. Yes, there's gonna be a couple surprises on this car, so it's. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun. That's why I need to talk to them in person about it. Yeah, you need to go out there and kinda of get the lowdown and get some ideas and I'm sure they're gonna have a nice little presentation set up for you to get it done. Ooh, that's oh, yeah. exciting. I like the idea. I like the idea of going extreme and and uh and and kind of being the first. Like let's do a little R and D, you know, let's figure out what we need to do and what we need to improve on and I I, I dig that. I like some of that stuff. Why um, not, man? You know, you only live once. Um anyway, that all being said, I don't know that we're gonna get uh we have much time to get into my hypercar talk. I wanted to get into some of these cars like uh uh Kona Zeg, sixteen hundred horsepower, you know, the Aston Martin Valkyrie, which by the way is Basically, an LMP1 race car with a license plate on it. It's just like it's so insane. Uh, Venom F5, the Hennessy Venom F5 is targeted at 1600 horsepower. Um, it's going to be uh, V8 twin turbo, and they're saying uh, 300 mile an hour top speed, sub 10 seconds to 186 miles an hour. And uh, uh, I saw the engine on display at the at SEMA and at the Quail last year, but um, but I don't know if you guys uh, saw my post. Is um, a couple weeks ago, so here in LA, we have a big event called E3. It's the Electronic Entertainment Expo. E3 is the SEMA show for video games, and uh, every time that happens, it's here at the LA Convention Center. Um, all the big companies are out there, and our friends from Forza Motorsport go out there, 
And uh, they always have a big display. And they have some events and partner events and you know, consumer events and things like that. And they invited me to one of their uh, one of their smaller uh, uh, events with um, with all their bosses and stuff over there. And it was fun to go over there and chat with them and catch up with everybody. And they had a RIMAC over on display in there. The RIMAC is that all-electric uh, supercar, hypercar, whatever. Um, it's uh, very famously the one that uh, – that I guess uh, Hammond uh, wrecked on the Grand Tour. Um, uh, that crazy Man. one he was doing that hill climb and like went off the edge. And I, he's he's okay, yeah. thank God. But that was just a crazy thing. And I think the Rimac, um, I think that's a prototype car. I don't know if that was even ever a production car. Um, but uh, but the one that they are planning on producing, it's called the C two. It's very very nerdy. It's C underscore TWO. So it's not C2. It's C2, whatever. Um, it's uh, it's electric. Um, and we love the electric, the electrification of some of these things because of the amount of torque, right? So this thing is 1,888 horsepower and 1,696 pound-feet of torque. They say top speed of 258 miles an hour, which is – Great for for an electric car. I don't know how the transmission works, if it even has gears or if it's just one like most electric cars. They're saying zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds, and it'll do the quarter mile 9.1 seconds in street trim. Good Jesus. It is is insane, right? It's insane. So the one that I saw at the Forza Motorsport event, I believe was their concept one. That was 1,200 horsepower and like 1,180 pound-feet of torque and 221 uh, top speed. That's how they – now we're talking almost 1,900 horsepower and 1,700 pound-feet of torque. Um, anyway, it's going to be it's gonna be insane, and it's actually pretty cool looking. Um, it's, I'm, I'm a fan of it. By the way, they're also saying 400-mile range. Obviously not at – 258 miles an hour, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's a 120-kilowatt battery pack, and uh, uh, it has 6,960 liquid-cooled lithium-ion lithium, lithium ion cells that power this thing, and it looks kind of badass. I like it. So of all these crazy hypercars that are coming out, the Rimac one gets my attention, and the Konazeg Jesko because of the way this thing looks and this crazy wing in the back. Um, and we'll get into more uh, on that one at some point when we have more time. Um, but the, the, the Jesco will be $3 million. It's going to be uh, almost 1,300 horsepower, 1,281, I think. Um, it's a combination of 5-liter uh, V8. Um, Five liter V eight with flat plane crank and all kinds of good stuff. So we'll, we'll break that down a little bit more later. Um, but uh, anyway, speaking of E three and speaking of video games, um, I know you've been working with our buddies over at uh, at uh, Make Model Year. They have the uh, uh, iPhone app. I think it's maybe a mobile app, but maybe it's on different platforms as well. It's this great game that you guys can play. Um, our buddy Adam Young and his partner have been putting this together. And uh, I went on there and I started playing the game. And what it is 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 like uh, it's like speed rounds you against somebody else remotely, and you see like little pictures of pieces of car, and you have to guess the car. And it goes quick, and it kind of speed rounds, and it'll progressively get more complex. But um, uh, you got tied up with them too, right, Bill? 
Yeah, man, you know, I uh, they seem to think that I know a little bit about cars, and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I had a couple ideas. I th- it was a... It was an idea brought to me by a guy that I had worked with years and years ago on the lawman when we reintroduced it to Ford um, and did the tour uh, on stateside. And, um, you know, he and I had, had done some cool things back in the past, and, and this seemed to be a really cool idea because it was something that I had always done as a kid, you know, with my dad. And it seemed to be something that a lot of people always did with their when they were riding down the street, yeah, guess the car. You know, whether they, yeah, guess the guess the car by the taillights, guess the car by the the headlights. Guess, you know, yeah, yeah. What year is that car? You know, so I, I just thought it was a no brainer. It was something I got involved with, and you know, um, they're they're they just kind of threw the thing out there, and um, it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's frustrating as hell. I, I think I threw my computer three or four different times, but. Um, <laughs> You know, you want to get every one of them, right? But you, you yeah. just really can't. So I, um, It's going to be cool. They got a lot of neat stuff. They're going to have user downloads to where you can, you know, throw your own pictures of your own vehicle up there and have it be part of it. And, um, yeah, so that's the thing. Is they're constantly going to do updates, and uh, they're going to add more stuff to it. But um, uh, it's 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 fun. Um, it looks it looks uh, it looks good. I I'm trying to I want to make sure. So this is what you do is go to your app store, type in the word, just search for make model, right? Like make model year, but do it as one word, make model, M-A-K-E-M-O-D-E-L. Search for make model. You'll see uh, a black sort of diamond shaped, uh, uh, a black uh, logo with a little car in the middle. And when you click on it and and it opens up like the screenshots of the app, you'll see Goldberg. And if you see Goldberg, Uh that's the right one. And uh, click and download it. It's free. You guys will have some fun with it. Um, I was at the top of the leaderboard for a while, and then I was playing so oh, much. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you were. I was just. I was just sitting at home. I was at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> I was crushing it. And by the time I got to the top of the leaderboard, I realized I had no pants on. I was growing a beard. My lights weren't on. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? And uh, so I put the phone down and I went outside. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it was fun. Uh, uh, it was fun to do. So, guys, check that out. Make Model is the app. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap things up. I'm going to tease a couple little things for you. This is what we've got going on. Uh, we don't have the exact dates. But just so you know, Roadkill Nights – in Detroit, again, uh, probably August 10th, I believe, is a Saturday. Bill and I are going to be there. We're going to be doing CarCast Live, probably some other fun stuff. So if you're planning on going out to the Woodward Dream Cruise or the week before, I believe Roadkill Nights is two days this time, Friday and Saturday. Um, and uh, we're going to be out there probably Saturday. We'll give you more details as we get closer to that date. But get a little heads up. If you're up in that area, come out and say Hi. I want you guys to come out, see CarCast Live, and I want a whole big giant audience there to to scream, Goldberg, Goldberg, um, because screaming CarCast sounds weird. Um, so come out to that event. Um, and then another event that is going to be fun is we're starting to do CarCast events, CarCast car shows and live shows. And we did our first one at the Peterson Museum, and thanks to everybody who came out to that. Um, and we've learned some things from that event. So we're doing another one and we're doing another one. So the next one is going to be in Portland. It's at a car museum in Portland. I think it's going to be Friday, 
August 30th. There's going to be a car show, and then Adam and I are going to be out there. We're going to do CarCast Live, and we're interviewing Mario Andretti. Uh, so come out, see that, show us your car, see Mario Andretti, and we're going to have a great time doing that event as well. And then we're going to get you guys more details, but I just had the meeting uh, yesterday to lock this in. Uh, the week of the SEMA show, Bill, you got to come out to this one. You got to start making a plan for this one, okay? Uh, SEMA show is the first week of August. It's a Tuesday, or sorry, November. It's the it's a Tuesday through through Friday. That Friday, that last Friday of SEMA, at the I believe at a, at a hotel. We'll let you know. Probably the Palms Hotel. We're gonna have a meet and greet uh, of us. It'll be me and Adam, and hopefully Bill as well. And then we're gonna show you our Shelby documentary. And then Saturday, we're going out to Speed Vegas. It's the it's the <laughs> nice new track where you rent crazy supercars, and they have an off-road track where, where they have the little trophy trucks. We're going to do a huge car cast car show event there. We're going to do a live car cast show, and you guys can go. We're getting package deals set up that you can rent the cars and do as many laps as you want. You can rent a five-lap package or 10-lap package. You want uh, Shelby. You want, you want, you want uh, Roush Mustangs. You want Ferrari. You want Corvette. You can rent whatever you want, and uh, you can go out to that dirt track and do the off-road trucks, which I've done before. It's great. So we're going to have a car show. A track day event where you can rent crazy supercars. We're going to do a live car cast show. Uh, and what I think we should do is, um, and this is great, we're doing this right now, is, Bill, I haven't even talked to you about this yet, but you should bring a car, whatever you think is insane, and make sure it has a passenger seat, and we'll do a few ride-alongs. And I was talking to Adam, and I think I convinced him to bring his Paul Newman Porsche 935 race car we're going to put the shotgun seat in it, and we're going to we're going to figure out how, but we're going to do a limited amount of of ride-alongs with fans from the show. And uh, well, what I'm, can I bring to make it cool? Make me cool next to that. I think I don't know, man. I think maybe you bring one of these uh, Speedcore wide bodies out. I think uh, I think it'd be fantastic to do that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something out as well. I don't know what yet. I might hit up one of our our friends in the automotive world and the supercar world and say, what do you got? Um, uh, and I'll find some crazy uh, uh, supercar or something and, and we'll do laps. So the way the track works is right now there is, there's no uh, uh, insurance waivers or amount of insurance to allow fans on the track yet. I'm trying to change it. I don't think it's going to happen, but you can go out there. You can rent crazy supercars. It'll be fun. There'll be instructors there to help you out. And we're going to do a few ride-alongs, and I would love for you and I and Adam to each have a car out there and do some ride-alongs. Nice. It would be fun. It's going to be great. So plan for that weekend, the last weekend of SEMA. By the way, everybody, you guys can go. uh, The SEMA is trade only. It's industry only. But they close up a little bit early on Friday. They do their big car show called SEMA Ignited. So go to that. All the cars that are inside – at the SEMA show, they roll out, and it's a public event. It's like 20 bucks a ticket, something like that. And and on Friday uh, evening, probably like 4 o'clock, I think, 4 to whenever, you can go to SEMA Ignited. And then after that, meet us at the hotel, do a meet and greet with us, get a Shelby uh, a, a dock screening, and then come out to the track that Saturday. So if you guys are planning on being at SEMA, make sure you don't leave till Sunday uh, because we're going to have a – really good time and uh at that track so um anyway i'll get more details i'll get ticket prices i'll get times and locations and and all the stuff that uh we're going to lock in but 
put that on your calendar. It's going to be fun. All right. Um, that's it. We're going to wrap things up. Of course, you can check us out at carcastshow.com. You can follow me uh, at Motorator. You can follow Goldberg. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Uh, of course, we're on uh, iTunes and Podcast One. And uh, we, you know, if you like the show, tell a friend, tweet it out there, put it on your Facebook page. We appreciate that. Um, uh, let's see. Do I have anything else? No, that's it. So uh, thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. I'm glad you got your Cobra back. And when you heal up and turn your tractor back over, then uh, you get your Cobra and and uh, and uh, see how it runs. Have a good trip over at Speedcore and give us an update next week. Let us know how. I it will do it. There's no question, man. And uh, you be well and uh, keep the rubber side on. Keep the rubber side down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely do that. You should do that. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> thanks. Until next time. Uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel and the rubber side down. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Carcast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarcastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. <laughs>